Welcome to Australia's favourite ASMR podcast, The Story Mode Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Munro. At the full house tonight, I'm joined by the lovely lads. I'm not going to even use surnames for the matter of saving time. Kyron, Joel, Keelan, Simon, you're all here. How are we doing? Good. Yeah, good. good. Pumped. Absolutely pumped for Woo-hoo. this. God, that's a lie, Keelan. That's an absolute lie. I'm taking your surname. I'm not going back. How are we all doing? You said that with the straightest face we, known to humankind. Are we tired? Yes. From staying Absolutely. Oh, okay. Who here stayed up last night at 3 a.m., 2 a.m.? No, I'm a grown-up. I don't have time yeah, for that I shit. I have a four-year-old that gets up at 5.36 a.m. No, no. Like, there's... that. That's... It, yeah, no, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. So I woke up at 1.45 last night um, to, to watch the showcase was, live. I was still awake because that was sort of normal time for Perth, but I was like, I've got better things to do. I've got to go to sleep. Better things wow. to do. And left you. Better. Yeah. Yeah, it's right <laughs> off. Look, I woke up last night to watch the uh, Xbox showcase um, and, and the uh, the Starfield, I'm going to call it an expose uh, <laughs> that we got at the, at the end of it. Guys, I was already so tired. So let me tell you the story of the whole strap in. Um, <laughs> So, my partner and I, we bought a house 18 months ago or so, and we noticed near one of the walls, like a bit of a, a, a bit of a give in the carpet, and we lifted it up and we saw that the concrete is sort of dried and chipped, so the, the previous owners had done some work, re-poured concrete, and didn't mix it properly, so it didn't dry properly, and it cracked over time. And it was like a little divot. I'm like, ah, that's annoying, we'll fix it, just pour some more concrete on that. Should work, you'd imagine. Wait, 12 months later, I decided to do it um, because I'm very lazy and I like to procrastinate. Step one, remove the loose pieces of concrete. I remove a few pieces. I'm like, oh, there's a few big, bigger chunks in here. And then there was one big chunk and I got my hand really into it. I ended up digging a hole. You know the part of Breaking Bad when Walt has the money under the house? <laughs> it was that. Okay. Oh, my um, God. To give you some context, because I, right, I was kind of right next to him, it's about the size of three Vans shoeboxes. Oh, maybe four. <laughs> it was Bam. a big old hole. There should have been concrete there. I didn't know that they put foam like, underneath the house. Well, so I, I learned something. There was no money under there. There was no drugs oh. under there. What was, was there a dead the body? point? Not at the time, no. <sighs> what, what, was the, what was the point of this hole? If you're going to put a hole in a house, put... Contraband in there, you fucking <laughs> God damn it. That or put like I don't know, like a Riddler trophy or something yeah, from the art game. Something in there. Okay. <laughs> I deserved it. So yesterday I spent like four hours hand mixing concrete. And what I say hand mixing, I didn't have like a stick to I didn't have a wheelbarrow, so I used a bin. I didn't have a mix like a mixer thing, so I used my hand and a glove. I literally hand mixed concrete and poured it myself. <laughs> I am still sore, yet I still woke up to watch Todd Howard and his fancy friends do a showcase last they night because it invoked fancy. the spirit of E3. Mm. Without even realizing it, I've taken this week off. I didn't, I didn't realize this is like, quote unquote, E3 week, which I've taken off every year when E3's been on. It was just, just out of my reflex, subconscious, right? Just reflex. <laughs> Jesse, I, I got to go back to that story you just told us. The whole story. When you yeah. said that you hand mixed concrete, because you said it, I assumed you physically used your hand. 
I assume yeah. you did that because you're a crazy person. It's really hard. Yeah, that's because you, what I thought as well. So I bought like a mixing thing, you know, you put it into like a drill and you mix it and you look real professional when you do it. I used that and then smoke came out of my drill. So I stopped oh. doing it. Oh, good. <laughs> so yeah. I burnt that out, which nice. is fun. So, um, so that's then, dead now? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. look, I'll risk it for the biscuit. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> as long as it's not concrete, that is. Exactly. Now, we're going to move along. But, of course, we have to get out the, the, the Story Road podcast staples. We do have some basic, templated things we do. And one of them is Jesse's drinks. Sting pending, okay? <laughs> I went to Coles today, and I picked up a, uh, a certain drink made by, and I, I, I don't use this word often in this podcast, but known cunt Logan Paul or one of them. Oh. Which, which Paul makes Prime? Oh, it's, that, oh. yeah. Yeah, I have one of I bought Prime, guys, so I'm going to drink I this. I tried one of these the other day. No, don't, don't tell me what it's like. I want to get pure content bro energy from this, okay? <laughs> to help me get through what is quite a, a pumped and packed, pumped episode? Packed episode. See, once I drink this, I shouldn't make the mistakes. Oh, good. It smells like Twitch. Let me take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's that, uh, yeah. For those who have met me before, I'm not a very healthy person. I'm I'm quite unfit, um, and I yeah, it, I'm a it's a medical m- marvel that I'm still standing. Even I Just found that too sugary. Spice. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. And there's wow. there's no sugar you, in it. Lemon lime. There's no sugar in it. Well, like um, small amounts of sugar, but like it's food acid, dipotassium uh, phosphate, trimagnesium. Yeah, I tried the. I tried the um, popsicle one, the three color, the red, white, and blue one. Ooh. And like, America. yeah, there was something that was like, I was like, there's part of it. I was like, I don't mind this. And then the aftertaste hit and I was like, oh, this is bad. And yeah, not good. You know, I'm not a massive fan of energy drinks in general for a myriad of reasons, but uh, bang energy drinks, they kind of. I have rock. one. Like I'm down I have bang. It's the most Perth thing you've ever said. Because like bang is a shit that you, in Victoria you get an NQR. Yeah. Like they are in the bargain bin. Like we're so sorry we said these. We don't know how to get rid of it. Help us. We have someone nah, bang. I have Did one you? and it, it was almost I like had I not paid like six dollars for it, I would have like thrown it out. Like it was awful. Yeah, um sh- you tried the MTV energy drink though? Mm-hmm. They have an MTV energy oh, drink. Oh actually. No, I think I have tried God. that. Yeah, it's not bad. It's like these- For some reason, they sell at Dan Murphy's. It's a bizarre thing. Giant is good stuff. That's the good shit. I, I enjoy good. Shine. Yeah, Shine doesn't even well, no. taste like energy drink. Moving, moving on from that, from energy drink corner, um, we have questions to be asked to us so we can get to know each other better. Hopefully the question is, what's your favorite energy drink? Because we kind of just did that. But the random question generator, Rubber Ducky, has someone ask us, can I please get a quack going? Quack. 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 And question for tonight is... Quack. Oh, okay. This is an easy one. What languages do you speak? None. Around the room. None. Not even English. Kyron, I hate that you saw my joke. Yep. Now, so Kyron's none. Joel Nunn? Oh, uh, yeah, like barely English. Ooh. Barely English. Ooh, where are you? And I'm in the process of learning, like, very, very, very basic 
Auslan sign language as well, which I'm fascinated by. So Oh, that's yeah. good. Cool. I want to learn that that's as well. Cool. I was gonna say, can you give us can you can you give us some but it's, it's an audio, audio medium, medium. Yeah, so that won't work. Gonna work. However, <laughs> show me later, because I actually want to yeah. learn it myself. You should just give me the thumbs up just then. <laughs> <laughs> Keelan, can you speak a different language? Yeah, I can speak Afrikaans as well. Can you give so us something? That's, um it That means that mean? I can't. I don't want to talk to you in the language. I, I think it's a very ugly language. I'm not I mean, proud I mean, of it. I kind of love Afrikaans. It's, it's associated with the, the de facto bad guys in every piece of media I consume these days. So I don't really want to Stop watching District language. 9. <laughs> you don't need to have it on repeat only from right, I can mate. think of. <laughs> um, and speaking of, um, you know, the 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 the, Eng- the um the accents and language of, of the of the villain. Let's ask the Englishman. Um, can you speak <laughs> any other languages? Well, I absolutely yeah, I stumbled. Spanish. I stumbled there, but I still got the insult in. You <laughs> did well done. Yes, I can speak Spanish as well as English. Obviously, give us some Spanish. Uh, que quieres? Yo hablo. What does that mean? Uh, what do you want me to say? Well, okay, okay. Can you introduce us to the next to our main segment? Because can you say that we're about to talk about the um, Xbox showcase that occurred last night? No, <laughs> I can't. Can you give us a version of it? <laughs> no, because my <laughs> Simon, you know, you know I won't be able to correct you. You could say whatever you want. Right. I absolutely could have, but I'm not going to do that to our bilingual listeners who would probably send me a vast amount of hate on Twitter because that's what Twitter's good for these days anyway. So, you know. Do it or I'll send you hate. Say, give me something in Spanish. Speak <laughs> <laughs> dirty to me in Spanish, you, you filthy boy. <laughs> Hola, mi amor. Good enough, I can. <laughs> Call him papi. <laughs> Hola, papi. <laughs> ¿Qué tal? I'm going to edit these parts out. They're just for me. They're going to Munner's stash. It is muy grande. <laughs> it is most grande, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Like we said, it's a big episode because Microsoft just had their big E3-esque showcase. Um, obviously, with, with the staff and stuff at, at the tail end. So we're going to go through that sort of game by game, break it all down. Um, this is a the showcase kicked ass. I was just saying pre-show that a few weeks ago we had the the PlayStation showcase, and I was I felt like this showed the end of the big E3 style presentation. Now Microsoft absolutely bitch slapped me a week later. This was phenomenal. This holds up with some of the best E3 presentations I've seen. Uh, Microsoft has had a, a lean year. They've you know Red Falls the a massive misstep for them that really bombed and they you know halo infinite didn't do what they wanted to do a lot of their first parties have hit uh sorry missed the mark recently this showing need to be big and i for me they they nailed it overall just quickly like what, what do you think of the showcase it's awesome like just straight up awesome i'm not massively invested in the xbox stuff you know obviously a few things interest me for by the fact I've got a PC that I use. Uh, but yeah, I was like, holy shit. Maybe I should pick up an Xbox. Like, maybe it's time. You have a series. Do of- you have a series this? No, I got none. Oh, okay. There were a lot of really good things here. And there's a lot of stuff that I, th- I think a good 
sign for a presentation like this is if they show stuff that I'm not interested in at all, but people are still excited about, mm. like, for instance, all of Atlas's stuff. Um, no interest from me, but people are like excited about this shit. I thought it was really cool. Kyron's got a certain look in his eye, but we'll get to that Sorry, soon. Yeah. <laughs> Kyron and Joel, what did you guys think of the uh, the Xbox presentation? Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was it was really good. I uh, like. I we'll, we'll get into it when we get to Starfield as well. But like, I'm finding myself struggling to get super hyped for Starfield. Um, and I'll explain myself a little bit, but. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. There was some really cool stuff in there. And, and yeah, like Gillen said, like even stuff that I wasn't super pumped for, I was like, oh, someone's going to be pumped and this is a good showing for it. So it's, um, yeah, it was, like, it was a really good range of stuff and it was tight, bang on. Yeah, didn't feel like it was dragging at any point really. Um, yeah, it was a good showcase from. And Karen? Yeah, I, I kind of agree for the most part, like, Again, I don't. I haven't really purchased an Xbox since my like One S, but this was a showcase that made me consider. Oh, can I budget a Series X? I don't know if I can, but the fact that it made me think it is a good sign. I think it was great for Microsoft to have those first parties that we, you know, that were once just a logo amongst a sea of logos to see some work from those ones, and just even their work with the third-party partners. Trying to get some exclusive reveals. Not all of them stayed that way, but we'll talk about the one that did stay that way that actually worked out better because of it. And yeah, no, just a really good showing from Xbox. Funny you, you mentioned like, you know, getting a Series X. I got a Series X launch day and I barely used it, to be honest. I Last time I used it was Hi-Fi Rush because that game fucking yeah. kicks ass. Other than that, it hasn't. However, watching this, I'm like, okay, no, I'll be I'll be turning it back on soon. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a Series uh, S, so I'm like... Oh yeah, I can play them, but will it play though? Like, so that's yeah, definitely an interesting question to be like, how much is the Series S starting to hold the Series X back? Because they've well, almost they announced built, the new Series S, so <laughs> which is a lot more memory in it, but does it have the same like computing power and anything like that? Because the Series X is obviously a lot more powerful. Have they sort of brought? So you know how was complaining like, oh, this game runs on PS4 as well, therefore it's held back the PS5 version. They've sort of brought that problem into their next gen and built it within that into that ecosystem. So we I mean, no, in a few years' time we have Series X exclusive games and how does that look? But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um let's get into some of the games. And it started off with a bang. It started off with a big smile on my face because Mr. Richard Ayoade showed up as Man part my of Fable. So um, good. What do we think of this? This made me so happy. So good. Oh man. Yeah. I love I'm, Fable, the series as a whole. I've played every single game. I played the original back in fucking 2004, okay? So I'm stoked to see... I know, I know. I'm stoked to see that this <laughs> game is being brought into the modern age, and it doesn't really look like the... I don't know. I, didn't, I don't know where I'm getting this idea from, but it's not going to be the same formula as those previous Fable games. So I'm really... Well, nice. the form- like, I've never played fa- Fable before. So it's, what it's is almost- it? It's like a role-playing game, but it's got like almost a life semi elements to it, where you can sort of you can buy property, you can marry someone, and have a family, and all that kind of stuff. And the whole gimmick of it is that choices matter, so you can make uh, good choices or evil choices, and that sort of changes uh, how people respond to you, and also like your physical appearance and the uh, abilities that you have. Interesting, 
interesting concept, but I fucking loved how someone called the hero a wanker and she just looked <laughs> yeah. at her. I lost my shit. Um, it's got the, the part where she kicks right, the chicken. That's what's important. And there's like some like peasant walk past like, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's <laughs> it, like the, the comedy is not overbearing, but it, it's just very subtle. Also, now that Richard's in, in the game as the giant, I really want other English comedians in the game. Like I want like well, all of the eight out of ten cats cast to be on. Oh it. my god! Like I know. Jessica. Look, unfortunately, he's oh, passed away. Jesus. But can you imagine like the Sean Loch Ness monster or something like that? <laughs> it would be amazing. so good. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Get the bush in there. Oh yeah. man! Oh my god! Yeah, get the bush. Get the, yeah, just get yeah. Get those guys in there. That would be amazing. Get get the IT crowd lot in. You know, we're fine. Um, that's the thing. In the in the previous Fable games, there's plenty of comedic. British talent doing various one-off roles and silly moments and stuff like that, and I love it. If this could be one thing, I don't want though. Sorry, go I on. don't want to have to kill Richard. I don't want to have to kill Giant Richard. <laughs> I kind of love him. I think, you may have I think to. it'll be really fun to not have to kill him. And him and his giant vegetables. Dramatic approach. <laughs> giant vegetables. So funny. God, we we knew this fable was coming out for a while, and look from the trailer, we didn't get to see much. It was using the in-game engine, which is cool, mm, um, but we didn't really awesome. we didn't see any gameplay or anything like that. But just tonally, uh, they've re- they've recognized that. Look, most people haven't played Fable or aren't that across it, uh, and they need to get to hook hook them in. And I think this did it really really well. I this game wasn't on my radar at all. Now I'm like, okay, like. What twenty? Actually, I don't think this had a uh, release window per se, but mm-hmm. you'd imagine what maybe end of twenty twenty four, early twenty twenty five. Yeah, it's, cool. a, it's, it's also it's yeah. also interesting because like this is a studio who previously have made Forza Horizon, like they made the Forza Horizon series, and now they're doing oh, yeah, it's Fable, isn't it? and like that's what's got me excited because they fucking nailed the brief with those Forza Horizon games. Like, same. So yeah. good. So Same. it's cool to see them do something like a completely different, really. And um, I'm excited to see what they could do with it. And so far, yeah, I'm pretty excited. You mentioned Jimmy Carr before. I just imagine like walking through like a haunted forest and you hear his laughter. Oh, my God. Absolutely terrifying. Uh, next up, and this is in no particular order, we had Avowed, which is Obsidian's uh, next big fantasy RPG, coming out later this year. Again, another game we've we've heard a lot about, but this is the deepest look we've got. And to me, it very much looked like Oblivion, which is a tick. Dude, okay, hold hold on. That is exactly my first thought. I'm like, this looks like modded Oblivion. Yeah. Like, yeah, because that's, that was you know exactly why? Because it looked like colorful Skyrim. And that's what Oblivion yeah, yeah. was. Like, <laughs> unpopular opinion, I prefer Oblivion to Skyrim because I just think it, it's a more interesting setting. It was a little bit more like otherworldly. I don't think it's that unpopular of opinion. I think well, then, given I'll, the, I'll rephrase the it. time difference between Skyrim and Oblivion now, and now that there's a fair bit of separation, I think quite a lot of people have come back around to preferring Oblivion. Thank you for bringing but that yeah, up. And I'll, this was, sorry, I'm just going to rephrase it then. Uh, that was the correct opinion then. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, in which case, um, look, this is my game of the showcase. This is the thing Damn. I'm most hyped for out of all of it. Because to me, I don't know, it just it tickles that skyrim part of my brain i'm like now i want to play skyrim just to sort of be in the mood for it now not to be too just to be in the mood for a vow. too negative or anything but i gotta be honest here this game looks like super last gen and the last 
game that Obsidian released did not hit. What was that? Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Yeah, Outer Worlds. Very mid. Technically, technically grounded. I'm just technically grounded. Got its 1.0 release after Outer Worlds as well. So yes, actually, yeah, yeah. And that was a Disney. Yeah, we played it in early access, and it was super fun. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, d- apparently d- it's sick. We played a little bit of Grounded. And we did. We played a little bit the idea of it is mad. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't forget they're also pretty much the best at making Bethesda games anyway. So Very true. They made the yeah, best Fallout. Yeah, but, yeah it's true. Yeah. Fallout but it's three. just the, the recent track record for this genre of game. I'm, I'm worried. I think nah, I th- it looks looks just like they've they've taken their time to just sort of go, all right. It doesn't look like they're going too far into the wacky zaniness that I think Outer Worlds went into a little bit too far and was trying to be too funny for its own good. This looks like it's got just a touch of that. Like being able to just spar a kick people looks like okay, that's that's a touch of fun. Of that. That's not yeah, it's not it's not like a oh, this is a it wasn't like a oh, don't forget you can kick people into the depths of hell, haha, or any cheesy voiceover or anything like that. It was just a just part of it just felt natural, integrated into. I saw Simon's trailer. Just saying, <laughs> shit. I, I kept saying that Outer Worlds is too funny. How can I say something funny? And listeners, this is why you need to support your local writers, okay? Because yeah, absolutely, <laughs> this is the content we're Look, just <laughs> to like Christ to sort of like reduce this game to to two separate parts. Outer Worlds is really good when it came to um narrative like storytelling and like the conversations were really good really in depth um and that's why so many people fell in love with some of the characters if they can bring that over to the quite simplistic when you look at it skyrim style of combat i'm okay with that because they don't, they, they're not they're not reinventing the wheel with the combat from what i've seen but if they can bring that sort of complex uh character driven stuff kill sick enough narrative driven Possibly, I don't know. I guess that segue will uh, will prove fruitful. Hopefully, down the track, when we learn more about Star Wars Outlaws, which by the time this podcast comes out, you probably heard of because it's going to be shown off more as part of the Ubisoft, uh, whatever it is, Ubisoft Four. That's what they call yeah. it. Who does who does connect? Who does is it Ubisoft connect a thing? I th- it might have been for a while there. Oh, okay, maybe. that was the first thing that came out. Anyway, Ubisoft Massive is um. Yeah, starting up uh, a new game coming out later this year. Uh, Star Wars out. Next year. Next year. Sorry, yeah. next year. What year is it? 2023, isn't it? 2024 <laughs> comes out. Uh, Avowed is next yeah. year as well. <laughs> it's an original story set between The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Uh, before we do go on, just mention two of the films. Joel, got a question for you. Which one you, is your favorite Star Wars uh, film? Go fuck yourself. Uh, I'm just going to jump in. Which it's, one's that? Like it's the nine? one where you specifically go fuck yourself. Um that one episode my <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, yeah. I'm fucking excited for this game. Like tend to What what got you? What 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 did it's, get- well I remember like it's it's been like known for a while that Ubi Massive have been working were working on a Star Wars game. And I fucking love the Division 2 what I played of it, and we played quite a lot of it, and I fucking love that game. So to hear that they were making like an open worldy Star Wars game, I was like, "What does that look like?" I'm so curious, and at, at this point in time, I'm still very curious. Um, but I am excited. I, I do like. Kyron brought up a really good point before we started recording. No real Jedi. This is all like 
scum and villain, like you. scum and yeah. villainy, like bounty hunters and outlaws. That this is what like the gritty underside of Star Wars that I think a lot of people are pretty keen for. And um, Cal Kestis aside, I'm fucking sick of Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I don't That's give bad. a shit That's about bad. the Jedi anymore. Everything else is better. Hence why Andor is one of the best Star Wars things ever made. And also, too, it, it's it's why like. As a Cal Kestis aside, the only other Jedi, it's either everyone's a Jedi or it's the fucking Skywalkers. Like, that's it. You know, like, and I'm f- boiling it down to further to that. Like, I'm sick of the Skywalkers. I'm done with them. Like, let's fucking yeah. move on from that. Mm. It's there's this is a fucking literal galaxy that, of people and characters and stories that you could tell, and you still circle back around to the fucking Skywalkers. To be fair, they did toy with incest in the second film, so I guess them them kind of having a very small collective of characters in the galaxy, they they tease that pretty yeah, early okay. on. It's like, oh, yeah. we're, we're already making rather than sisters back, kiss, we've run out. That's of a very good point. Back on the topic of of Star Wars Outlaws, I just wanted to have a shout out to the music on yeah. that trailer, which yeah, was yeah, like that's emotive smart. and powerful. And tonally correct, like for Star Wars, it was fucking awesome. I'm gonna say throughout this whole showcase, I don't think a single trailer was a miss. Like some of them hit harder than others, yeah. but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was a miss. And I I agree. I think this was really cool. It it was giving me the same energy that I wanted from that Amy Hennig Star Wars exactly. game that was floated around. Yep. Mm. I really want this to be super narrative driven. All the Star Wars games we're getting lately, you folk like I'm playing Jedi Survivor on and off because I'm playing a lot of Zelda at the moment. But if you ask what the story is, I'm, I've kind of lost it. I'm loving the gameplay. Don't really care about the story at this point. And, and I can't remember the last Star Wars, ga- Star Wars game where I didn't mind the Battlefront 2 story, surprisingly. Um, that was a story. Yeah, Janita Gavanka uh, was pretty good. Pay too. For it. It's um, I, I, I was surprised, one, that this showed up here. I was like, I, this took me by surprise. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I saw Massive pop up and I was like, no, and then like, like saw Lucasfilm. And I was like, "Fucking here we go!" Opening the show yeah. with um, uh, oh, Fable, then another game we're gonna get to in a moment, and then Star Wars. Yeah, was just strong. Um, but then yeah. the other thing that surprised me was because because this is Ubisoft Massive. I was like, I was kind of expecting like a Division esque. It could still very well be in in terms of its gameplay, but I was expecting to be like a. Not a named character. You were in a world, but like you were just within the Star Wars world, um, and that surprised me. That it was like, no, this is a this is a character story. You're going to be following them. You're going to be going on an adventure with this handcrafted character, and that made me even more excited, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm pretty excited. I can't wait to see more of this Ubisoft presentation tomorrow. Um, I wouldn't mind like they're making a division game set in the star wars universe where you play as the, the rebellion oh that that'd be, be cool. fun also um another ubisoft massive game that you want to keep an eye out f- for tomorrow joel being a big fan of, of of ubisoft massive and everything everything they do um avatar frontiers of prandora um <laughs> this time hey by this time tomorrow you'll be pre-ordering that motherfucker okay so keep an eye out for that one <laughs> moving along the xbox series s is gonna have a new Joel's broken. There's a new SKU coming like out. Correct. It is a one terabyte SSD version of the uh, Series S. Comes in a very sleek new black. Um, cool. This is this is this is what they need to do. The, the best okay. thing that I saw come out of this was I think from the Xbox Australia account 
tweeted a picture of it with like an emo fringe and it says it was just like tonight will be the night that I will fall for you like and I was like well fucking done that is very funny that made me laugh a lot today god damn it I don't think we have to say much about that but yeah uh, good stuff and I I think this this is the type of showcase that has people thinking hey is it time to buy an Xbox making the Xbox Series S a more viable option with the extra memory. Yeah, cool. I'll be intrigued to see what the pricing's like because I know that extra memory cards cost a pretty well, penny. It said three ninety nine. Oh, three forty nine. Three forty nine. Yeah, three Which Australians US. Australia's about fifteen hundred dollars. Roughly, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we had Clockwork Revolution, which when I first saw it, I thought it was Bioshock. I thought we were falling in that Bioshock. Right. Look, That's what I thought. Around. Um. It, yeah, just a a new uh, a new IP, it's an action RPG that's focusing on like a time mechanic. So yeah, it's very very Bioshock, but there is forwarding and freezing time and all that type of stuff. Um, and you can, it looks like you can do that in both combat and in puzzles. What did you think of Clockwork Revolution? Lean. Uh, the yes, yeah. sorry the uh, the time manipulation. Honestly, because I've just got Zelda on the brain, it made me think of the yeah. really cool. In Zelda, where you can oh look oh no the bridge is destroyed that's fine I'll just recall all yeah. the pieces back to normal, um but this looks to me like it's going to hopefully this might be a bit uh, you know early to say but what Bioshock Infinite was meant Wanted to be for a lot for a lot <laughs> yeah. of people. With that being said, I fucking loved Bioshock Infinite and I know that's kind of an unpopular opinion, but I fucking I loved it. it. I thought it was a great game, not a great Bioshock game. I enjoyed game. it too. Um, so. You know, this just looks to be giving me more of that, and I'm down. Like, I'm I'm down with the vibe. I'm here for it. I, I like it, it's leaning a lot more into the steampunky kind of vibe as well. Um, and I really mm. dig that. Um, I love the logo treatment for it. I love how everything sort of seems to be ticking. Oh, yeah. And I, and I love the tagline at the end. Um, coming in due time. I was like, Indeed, very well like done. Um. <laughs> Yeah, this looks great. I'm very intrigued into this. Um, it it looks like they've made the Clockwork Tower from Dishonored into a whole game. Well, it's funny. I was going to say it looks like Bioshock meets Dishonored. Like that's the, the yeah. feel I get from it. And um, if they can pull that off, that's pretty cool with this cool time reverse mechanic. It's, it's rad. Karen, kills any thoughts? This didn't really do a lot for me personally because I had a really really bad time playing Bioshock <laughs> Infinite. And yeah, I hate that, that game. Hate that game so much. <laughs> yeah, the more time that passes, I'm like, that game fucking sucked. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I had a great time with it. Boo you, Simon. <laughs> Boo you in all the things you oh, love. No, it sounds like you're a whingy, whingy dumb babies. Have we, like, had, like, a Freaky Friday body swap in this episode? <laughs> I'm complaining about everything. I'm just what? dishing it out in return, mate. Look, Clockwork Revolution looks fun, but it's one of those things that I looked at, and I'm like, and my first thought was, Fuck, I hated Deathloop. Like, it, <laughs> it just reminded me of Deathloop. It was like, that game sucked. Goddamn time manipulation in the menu screen. Grow Poor up. Poor Arcane. Grow Poor up. Arcane. All right, play a game. We can skip over a little bit. Um, We're excited for Forza Motorsport. I think we all respect the Forza the franchise. But these sort of trailers were like, these two new cars. That's right. The cars you know and love and you'll never be able to afford. They're in the game now. So, like, all right. Cool. That At least wasn't a trailer. That was yeah. an ad. That was okay. an ad. Yeah. The that rock. Was okay. All the let, let's be let's be real. All these trailers are ads. 
but that ads. was the wrong yeah. kind of ad. Yeah. Don't show us ads for fucking cars. Show us ads for games, like, damn it. It's always blow my mind when they have like a live presentation and there's a car on stage. It's like, that costs so much to get on the stage. Why? Even when you get to like PAX and you go outside, it's like, here's a Porsche. It's like, okay, I've got the train here. Like, who's this for? <laughs> I got the train here and I've just spent $17 on chicken tenders, okay? I'm not going to buy, I'm not going to buy this Porsche or this. 75 years of Porsche Xbox Series X that you have next Jesus. to it. Whoa. Jesse, hold up. Where did you get chicken tendies for like $17 from? Crown. Yeah, that's really <laughs> affordable for Central yeah. Melbourne. You go across the road to Crown Casino? Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah, I, I'm, the, I'm the sucker that likes guys. I skip this trailer though. I also, but I do, I am that person that if there is a nice car there, if I'm walking past, I'm like, Ooh, that's all right. I'll have a bit of a squeeze. Um, but yeah, like uh, Forza's Great, like the mainline series is is great. It's not what I like about Forza because I'm more of a Horizon boy than I am yeah. motorsport. Um, because Horizon's like it has that right like balance of um sim and arcadey, whereas motorsports mm-hmm. very much it's it's Xbox's um GT like Gran Turismo and and you know that's what that's great for some people and I might have a tinker with it, but I'm not going to get fully into it like I do with a Horizon game. You know what they need to do? So you, you, all the, every racing game has these, like, hype cars and supercars. Again, cars we'll never be able to drive in real life. And that's meant to be the escapism. Isn't the escapism racing your own car? I was just I thinking, let me, let me drive my 2011 Mazda 2. <laughs> exactly. Fucking Dude, guy. Literally. Like, release a Forza game with a bunch of, like, entry-level cars, like a 2000 RAV4. Like, I mean, that's, let us that's live what, a little that's bit. That's what I love about yeah. Gran Turismo, because you get access to all the, like, crappy entry-level Japanese yeah. cars. Like, it's awesome to drive your own car. Like you do man. have to work your way up. I you want to work your way up through the, the, the licenses. And, yeah, you have to start in those Give cars. me a game that feels like Tony Hawk, like, American Wasteland, and you're starting off in your suburbs, and you're doing racing with your own car. Uh, Give me something yeah, like so that. You just brought up Tony Hawk, American Wasteland. Fucking what a game. Great know. soundtrack. Legally, I have to every episode. I play that. Fucking too. sick soundtrack. Speaking yeah. of transportation, I assume, I guess. Wow, what a segue. Segways of transportation as well. Microsoft Flight Simulator 2024. You can probably guess what year that comes out. Uh, that was shown off. It looked realer than real life. Mm, Microsoft genuinely. Flight Simulator, the, the previous one that came out, 2022, one, whatever it was, is a defining moment when, like, in when it comes to like technical achievements, it's a crowning moment in gaming. This is surpassing it. This looked incredible. And you're not wow. just flying things now, you're doing jobs. So we saw like medical rescues, cargo, there's VIP transportation, um, air racing, scientific research where you get to fight a tornado with a plane. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. This looks amazing, and I really hope doing the um the rescue missions, we could do like mountain rescue missions. Have you guys seen the videos of the the woman that they were airlifting, and she's had to spin? Yeah, she went. Oh, into the space I cycle. need to, I need to recreate that. Is she, yeah, was she like okay? A, I think so. Yeah. If you're like listening, seventy four year old woman or something, and they had to rescue her from a hiking trail. She spans so fast yeah. that she's she's seventy now. 
She went back in time. <laughs> she's like a like a Superman film. Like she's, a, she's she's an astronaut now. Like that was her like <laughs> fucking. Well, she thinks she is. G force training. Yeah. <laughs> She did enough clockwork revolutions to go back. <laughs> boo. <laughs> Damn you and your ads. Um, and also, just to add to the before we discuss that as a whole, there's also an update coming to the current Microsoft Flight Simulator to get the Ornithopter from Dune. So if you haven't, if you've seen Dune, there are these incredible helicopter plane hybrid things that look like massive dragonflies. They're there kick ass i did not see this coming it's gonna be released in time um for dune part tune which is coming out later this year like november or something dune like dune dune what did we think of uh flight sim 24 and the dune I, stuff i genuinely thought it was real life for a solid like 45 seconds i was like what are they like doing like a collab to get people actually learning how to fly planes or what's going on? Is this on? an anti-vaping ad? <laughs> <laughs> There's more than one way to get high, kids. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but no, like, I was, I was completely thrown off. I was like, why are they, like, is this, are they actually launching a flight school? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> and it wasn't until afterwards. I was like, oh, right. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. I get it now. I see. But like, took me a fucking, fucking little while to clock it. Great. This thing was absolutely mm. spectacular, and like, I, I feel like it will be a great challenge for me to get into a game like this. But I don't know, um, Jesse. I mentioned to you in the pre-show, like, just watching this makes you feel like holy shit, emotional. It's partly the music they're playing, but also partly just because just the sheer visual imagery, yeah, like a grandeur to it. Yeah, there's, it's, mm. there's something spectacular about this, and also it had that plane with the giant like massive swollen forehead yeah oh yeah other planes into <laughs> and that blew my freaking mind a plane Holy that shit. can carry planes like what are you yeah. doing I, I saw like the vip yeah. transport like uh private jets thing and all i could think of was succession and the pjs just uh right. yeah you imagine oh. the piano oh playing in the background <laughs> as you're flying across Fucking microsoft make that happen <laughs> let me let me transport logan roy please please oh, please God. please Fuck you off. have Fuck to off. play the par- the the flight attendant who, um, yeah, yep. <laughs> Don't say too much. I'm up to episode three, guys. And I'm, I'm I'm enjoying yeah. it. I'm in. Yeah, I'm. I was listening to Kill being long. like, oh. bail. Who um, <laughs> zip it. No, no, okay, no. I'll move on. <laughs> I'll move on because speaking of hearing voices in your goddamn head, Senua's Saga Hellblade Two. We got another another look at it. We've been getting looks at this game for the last seventeen years. But each one of them looks so good. Um, so the last trailer we saw, you get to fight like a giant beach giant, a giant giant that they typically are. In this one, it's a bit more personal. We see Senua going into some sort of ancient cave. The voices in her head are back. Um, I would like to see that if you use the he- if you use headphones watching the trailer, will you get the binaural mm-hmm. audio somehow? I was watching it on my I was watching it on my phone and it was doing like left and right stuff like I could tell from yeah. the speakers on my phone, so that was pretty cool. Playing Hellblade without headphones is a mm. crime. You you were doing yourself a disservice because mm-hmm. I don't think any games come close to doing some like like Hellblade did. And yes, Hellblade Two is going to continue that. Um, yeah, Ninja Theory didn't give us too much more. This trailer actually really didn't give away much. Um, I gotta say, I, I don't think it was great. The trailer, like, it's not a great way to sell the game. 
those sort of intimate moments where Senna was kind you of battling with. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you're lacking that, you're kind of like, well, what the hell is this? If you've never played Hellblade before. I, I'm really intrigued with what they're going to do with Hellblade 2. Because so when this Series X came out and the Series S, when we saw trailers, they were showing off Hellblade 2 almost as their competition to God of War. It looked like they were going, they were going to skew it a lot more action. I think Hellblade, Hellblade 1 is a lot more of like a heady experience. It's more thought-provoking than anything else. There's combat in it, but whatever. It's it's the experience you have with it. But when we saw the trailers, it was a lot more action. It looked like Senua was leading an army, basically. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, ooh, are they are they trying to follow in another game's footsteps too much here? And they're losing mm-hmm. what made Senua so special. I feel like this has really pulled it back, which is which is really good for somebody who played Hellblade 1. But a lot of people's experience with Hellblade, like Hellblade 2 will be the, the first one. So I wonder, yeah, I don't think really this trailer would have clicked with them because they, again, even judging from the last trailer, probably thought there'd be a bit more action or at least put more, you know, mythology to it. I did like the control style walls melting. That was cool. Yeah. Mm, that was super trippy. Other than that, yeah. It is spectacular looking, and I will still play this game. I just don't think that trailer was kind of the right choice to sell it. That's all. A trailer that did sell the game for me was the one for South of Midnight, the new game from Compulsion mm. Games. Um, you may know that from We Happy Few. Had one of the most stunning art styles. Uh, mm. And the best guitar fret animation yes. I've ever seen in the game. Yeah, right? Fucking Keelan, Perfect. as our resident musician here, what did you think of uh, South Midnight? Um, yes, 100%. The whole guitar thing was absolutely spectacular. Um, this art style is just jaw-dropping. I've got no idea what this game is about. I, I just I, I need to know more. I just need to know more about what, what you're doing in it, a little bit more about the theme, and a little bit more about the setting as well. But it's got me intrigued. All I can say is thank you, Spider-Verse, for like letting people play around with like <laughs> drop frames, sort of like animation yeah, style. Yeah. And I, it looks so fucking yeah. good here. Um, yeah, it, does. it looks like borderline stop motion in some some points. It was just yeah. gorgeous to look at. Yeah, really cool shit. You've just yeah. I've just had like a vision of the future when this game comes out, and there is some lead paint drinking troglodyte on Twitter judging this game's frame oh, rates. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to <laughs> bleed out of my eyes. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, I think this is a perfect first trailer because it's just teased mm. enough and I need to know more about this. Just the music and the vibe just felt very, very Compulsion cool. can put, they yeah, can, I they compulsion can put together a good trailer because, I mean, say what you will about the end... Um, and product of We Happy Few, but like I remember seeing that first trailer for it, that that announcement trailer, and I was like, "Ooh, this looks fucking rad!" Like I'm, I want to know more. Tell me more about what this is. So, yeah. All right, let's start um, smashing through a few more of these. This is we get a little, let's start to get a little bit more filler here, I guess. With all due respect, uh, Towerborn, uh, a new game from the creators of Banner Saga, didn't really give too much away of what it is. But the full-player co-op fantasy game coming out uh, next year. What do we, anyone, Towerborn? That looks sick. Uh, look, I, I, think, I think it looks pretty cool, and it's something I'll probably play with a couple of mates. But, yeah, I mean, look, it's not massively exciting by any measure, but it still looks cool. 
then we had uh, my favorite um, name, uh, named game off the whole show, because it sounds like a Wu-Tang song, 33 Immortals, <laughs> a game which has 33 player co-op. Yeah. I don't know 33 yeah. people. It's... No, it's, you don't. It's basically um, raid battle the game, right? Like that's that's what they're going for. That's what they're kind of selling it as. It yeah, made by the I, studio who made Spiritfarer, Thunder Lotus. So you know it's going to be good. Like the the quality oh, is there, mm. and the art style was like oh that it made me think of Hades, and I mean that as the mm-hmm. biggest compliment. Like I was like oh oh I like this. Um, you should look up more of Thunder Lotus's stuff. It, all yeah. their stuff is gorgeous. Even the games I don't like from them are, are gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, and like. I've got Spirit Pharaoh. I haven't sunk too much time into it, but love it. Um, but I play, I play, I, I do raids, like endgame raiding on Final Fantasy fourteen. That's eight people. Coordinating seven other people and myself is already a fucking nightmare. So trying to coordinate 32 other people, not happening. Thank you, Simon. That's my <laughs> thoughts exactly. I can't do this. People make me angry. Trying to coordinate... Trying to coordinate four of you motherfuckers to get in the show. City Skylines 2 looks really cool. And this is, I think this is one of the best trailers of the show. This, yes. this like tugged at the heart for a game that you wouldn't expect it to. Like it, it, it gave me, as I've played Skylines a bit. I quite like it. Mm. It just made what I do in that game feel a lot more special. I really like this trailer. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, I don't really know too much about what's adding, but I'm I can't wait to see um RCE play this on YouTube. I think I think it's taking arguably my biggest issue with City Skylines, which is that you can only expand your city in so many directions before you kind of get locked in. Yeah. And that's it. Uh this seems to be sort of removing that barrier, which I really like the look of. And also I don't know if this is a thing, but it looks like it's using already existing like geographical locations to cre- like for you to be able to use as your map to create a city, which I quite like. I think will be really cool. Uh, next up, we had uh, Dungeons of Hinterburg. I have no idea what was going on in this one. I like the look of this a lot. I'm going to keep my eye on this one. This one, yeah, it looks yeah. very fucking cool. Uh, great. It looked very much like a hi-fi rush. When I first saw it, I'm like, is it like DLC or a sequel mm. or something? Like, what's going on here? Uh, uh, yeah, I love that that kind of art style, and um, yeah, I'm 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 pretty excited about this one. But I'm, I'm I have nothing major to say about it. I'm just like, oh, this one just sort of scratched an itch, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll be keeping an eye out. Yeah, yeah, I'm keen for it. Then we got Jusant, just ants. Yep, just ants. I don't know what just ants. The climbing thing no, tomorrow. Uh Juice, I don't know how to pronounce it. You climbing it though? What do we think? Mark Serrell's a video game. That's <laughs> what it is. I'm glad to see Don't Nod flourishing outside yeah. of Square Enix. It's a cool idea. I like yeah. I but the, the cynical part of my brain when I was watching it was just like, did you love all the climbing segments of Uncharted? I've got a game for you. Dude, <laughs> I, I'm yep, yeah, that hundred percent. That's oh my god. Yes. There is a moment. <sighs> It's kind of like, you know how they talk about like jumping the shark? So in Happy Days, yeah. Fonz, the Fonz jumped a shark and that signaled the end, like the kind of the, the end of the show. For me, Uncharted 4 had a moment where it jumped the shark because you're about 80%, probably 90% through the game. And then they give you a new climbing tool. And I'm like, wait, I thought I was in the end game here. And now I think I've got like 15 hours to go. They give you, it's like a, there's a spike. And you could jump onto these craggly rocks and you shove it in and you can use it as a bit of a spike to climb walls. 
there is a moment in this trailer where the animation looks very, very similar to that. And I just had these like Vietnam flashbacks <laughs> to the moment when I, because Uncharted 4 was probably the last game that I sat and I, I played like 10 hour sessions off because I was so hooked in that narrative. Yeah. And I remember when that hit, it really annoyed me. So this game is like, oh, I don't like climbing. I don't like climbing games anymore. It's I, I like the idea of it having like different, like give, it, it looks like there's a lot of variety in tools and ways to sort of scale up the mountain mm. and having those little brief respite moments of like little, I guess, unpopulated or like deserted civilization towns looks pretty cool. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's fun. I think, I think like we, we've had quite a lot of walking simulator games over the past few years. It just looks like it's going to be a climbing simulator with a very small narrative. You're taking the little creature in your backpack back home or something. I don't know. That's what you, I took. You get it. to pat it. That's good. You do get to pat it, and that is awesome. I'm, I'm here for that. Speaking of, like um, speaking of carrying around your little pet, the next trailer had some nudity in it. Yeah. The next trailer for, for <laughs> Like a Dragon Infinite but Wealth. Yes. But this, this trailer genuinely made me laugh because it had, it was an Austin Powers sketch. So good. It was so um, good. What do we think? The latest, what's kind of spinoff of Like a Dragon? Is this a sequel to Like a Dragon? I don't know what the it's goal is. Continuation, continuation of Like a Dragon. But it looks like you're in America now? Seems like it. Yeah. I, I really need to know more. The trailer was cool, but I was like, more, yeah, please. I don't more. know where think- this lands, like- if it is like a, a fully the, the the sequel game and that's what it's called, or if it's um, yeah, I mean, it's like a dragon. Like, did, did it have eight? I, it's just the 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 infinite sign was is like eight. Oh, they went full yeah. Resident Evil villain. Yeah, no, okay, no, yeah, okay, yeah, no, okay, cool. That's that's got me excited. Um, there's a like a dragon presentation coming up, isn't it? Or, yeah, so yeah, really soon. Uh, yeah, like a dragon. <laughs> I, I'm so excited for um, I. Ichiban Kasuga is like one of my new favorite video game characters. Uh, so I'm excited to continue his story. And yeah, if he's- yeah America is not ready for Ichiban. After being on that beach. Uh, it's so, so funny. All right. So funny. Now, Kyron, I'm going to give these next bits to you. Do you want to talk about metaphor and be excited? Or do you want to talk about Persona and maybe be a bit controversial? Uh, look, let's start off Persona because... They're fine. Like, like, I don't want to sound like I'm too negative about Persona. All right? I, I do love the games. I love the series. <laughs> so this was leaked a few days ago, so this wasn't, didn't come with any surprise. We had Persona 3 Reload and, and a Persona 5 spin-off shown off. Yeah. Karen, you have the floor. What do you think? Because you... <laughs> I see a lot of people very excited about this, but you'll be like, you're like, no. Um, I Look, I don't like to be a party pooper. Look, I, I, I love Persona 3. It is, I mean, everyone's favorite Persona is usually the first one they play. That's pretty much how it goes. Yeah, and Persona yeah. 3 was the first one I played. Uh, so I remember when it was leaked or rumored like months ago that they were remaking Persona 3. I was like, okay, cool. You did just put out Persona 3 Portable. But yeah, whatever, I, whatever, I guess. I, I can swallow that if you give me a remake. Um, and now we've seen it in full and we now have some more information from outside of the xbox thing so i'm going to drag into the show even though it's not related uh well they did they did confirm that it is it is vanilla persona 3 they're remaking not yeah. the fes like expanded version which i know i know people have qualms with the added post story content but i think even the quality of life stuff they added in and like was good. as well that's from portable yeah so yeah. the femc is another whole thing where persona games typically is like here's your character this is who you are. You're just this high school boy. 
But Persona 3 Portable lets you choose to be a female main character, which was nice because it opened up a few new social links, new romance options and all this sort of stuff. So, I mean, I didn't really expect to see her there, but it was a bit of a bummer for her to just not make the cut, but it is what it is. Uh, and the other thing which is interesting, which I get, I think we all saw coming, was the, the recast of all the voice actors, mm. which does erase the problematic voice actor who used to voice Junpei, uh, Vic. I mean, so he's gone now, but the, the entire cast has changed with new, new flush, fresh blood who I don't recognize any names. So we'll see how that goes. But I mean, I don't want to sound too negative because the game itself looks nice. The menus look fucking splashy and the music obviously slaps. It slaps. Uh, I'll, so I'll, I'll continue the positivity here by saying that I have held off on playing any form of Persona 3 for so long. Because one, because I know it's Kyron's favorite and like I, I, it's the one that I haven't played of the... I guess the three well-known ones, sorry, one and two. Modern yeah, ones. Um, the ones yeah. that I guess interest me more. Um, again, I'm going to offend probably many people by saying that, but that's just me. Like, you know, Persona 4 was the reason I got into actually playing JRPGs. So that 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 is the game for me. Um, and 3 has always been the one that I'm like, I want to play it, I want to play it, I want to play it. I'm excited for this remake. I will be there probably day one and... Um, I'll, I'm looking forward to it very much. So, um, coming into it yeah. with like fresh eyes. I mean, I'm in, I'm in a pretty similar boat because I held off of playing uh, three portable when the ports came over because obviously all of the rumored stuff about the remake and everything else. So I'm like, well, if they're going to do a remake, I might as well hold off. And obviously the ports themselves were problematic in a few cases. So I was like, yeah, I'll just hold off. This seems like it's probably going to be the best option for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I think going into it, but at the same time. I will hold off until experienced Persona 3 fans can get their hands on it and tell me how I should feel because I can't form opinions <laughs> on my own. I've decided. I don't, I don't want to judge it too harshly. Like, they have said that they are, they will be doing additional scenes and stuff like that, but I have been, like, obviously because this was revealed today, I went back to my portable playthrough and I'm closing on the end of that and I just realized I'm like, oh, I'm past the threshold where, like, Persona 3 doesn't have any of the story stuff I'm doing now. And it's all really good shit for, for these characters. So again, they might not directly re- like add the FES. They might adapt some of that stuff in naturally. But it is it is one of those things where I saw that being thrown around the internet. So then I was like, well, that's a bit of a bummer. But the game's still like Persona Three is so good. I love that game. So I will be there day one, it's, of course. Maybe the, the like the, instead of just saying it's a remake of FES, it's it's Persona Three remake, but we're encapsulating. Pieces, yeah. I, I would. They could. They could say it. They could just they, say it's it. True. It's really they easy. Can, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So. That makes things easy. Tactical looks fun. Karen, Karen, well. we will be there day one for Metaphor Re Fantazio. As soon as I can pre-order that game, I'm there immediately. This trailer gave me a panic. I'm putting attack. my money, money down, <laughs> money down. <laughs> yeah. That was certainly a fucking trailer, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, like I, I saw the menu screen and I, I, I almost had an epileptic fit. Like I just, my anxiety spiked. I, like it was like flight or flight response. I hated watching this. <laughs> this is Persona Six right here. I know I mean, it. Yeah. For a second, I, I it thought is. it was Fire Emblem. I was like, why is why is Fire Emblem in this? <laughs> just for a second. <laughs> Do we know what Metaphor Fantazio is? You can only say it is way. the new J- new JRPG from the guys who made Persona 3, 4, and 5. It was originally announced back in 2016 as Project Re-Fantasy, and has basically been dead silent since then until this very showcase. 
Uh, but yeah, pretty much the, the th- I mean, three of the big folks from the Persona teams are leading like story, character, and music on this game. Like it's it's Persona Six one way or another. <laughs> it, mm. it sort of feels like it's taking Persona mechanics and melding it more with the Shin Megami Tensei fantasy. Hopefully, yeah. trying to reunite that fan those fan bases which are heavily splintered at the moment at odds with one another. But I was just visually mouth agape watching this trailer. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm interested in playing this. I'm not as hyped, but the thing that got me the most hyped was seeing that uh, Shoji Magaru was doing the music. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, right. This, 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 this is the future of Persona, Joel. <laughs> this is one of the things that made me really excited about this whole showcase is when there was a game, like you guys were saying before, when there was a game that I'm not interested in, I could pick basically one of the story mode crew who would be keen. And the next thing we're talking about, I was about to message Simon being like, wake up. You need yeah. to see this. I legit thought that Kanitsugami Path of the Goddess was Monster Hunter. Yeah, right, right at the start, had big Monster Hunter yep. vibes. I'm like, ooh, it did. bit of a different direction here, but th- like this works. This could easily be said there. It's not, but it still looks pretty goddamn interesting. Um, just like a, a, another like fancy sort of slasher i guess using the re engine but capcom's been on such a streak as as of late that oh. i mean they can't do any wrong at the moment so i'm kind of keen on this what do we think of path of the goddess i think it's gorgeous yeah. awesome. Mm. like it almost to me makes me think of if demon slayer was a game first before it was a manga that's kind of the vibe i'm getting from it and i am here for that like holy yeah. shit it looks like the game is going to dip into a lot of like Japanese folklore and be quite trippy about yeah. it, which is what I've wanted ever since um, Ghostwire Tokyo first got announced. Obviously, that game has a lot of Japanese folklore in it, but it was used in a way that I didn't love. It, I, I, I'd like to see that folklore within nature. I think it becomes much more like visually interesting. Or even within the, the, and like the, you said, the time period, I guess, it, for lack of better words. Yeah, exactly. Like this is a, a yeah. ye, ye olde mm. game. It just looks gorgeous. Um, you know what it reminds me of? It's going to be a, the Venn diagram of listeners who have seen this film and know what I'm talking about here. Did you guys hear of or see a film called like 3,000 Years of Longing? Oh, with I Elber wanted in it? to. I also yes. wanted to. Okay, the first, first half of that movie is amazing. The second half I didn't love. Okay. But it really reminded me of the trailers mm. for that because they were very in-your-face fantasy, but had this, like, acid trip quality to them. Yeah, that's a George Moore. Uh, but I, friend of the yeah. show. Uh, director of this episode as well. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Don't. Don't put that <laughs> on his feet. Uh, you, you can listen to the episode. You can listen to the uh, black and chrome version of this episode. <laughs> Coming to Spotify and iTunes. Uh, payday 3. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I'm 100%. You're in. a big Payday fan, I'm aren't you? Well, I've, I've played a substantial amount of Payday 2 with friends. And don't get me wrong, Payday 2 definitely has its issues, but Payday 3 just looks to be more of the good stuff of Payday 2, which I I love. did get that feel and too. It's, yeah, and it's the, the best part of Payday 2 is fucking about with your mates. Like, it'll be the most straightforward, simple bank heist available. And then one of your mates is like, hey, can I do something really stupid? And you're like, yeah, sure. And they throw a grenade at the window, hoping it will go through the window. It doesn't bounce back and blows them and 14 civilians up all at once. And you go, well, you're a fucking tomato, aren't you? 
but it's fun and it's just chaos and when the music's thumping and there's a massive raid happening it is so much fun just to be sort of like in the moment my payday 2 experience is so different i remember buying it out of curiosity playing it for an hour returning i'm like this sucked <laughs> i could we playing on your own no i think yeah, with the- people online Oh, and I'm okay. just like, this just seems janky and broken. I don't know. I didn't click with it. However, look, it, look, it's just not the game for me. But I did see a lot of people who are fans of Payday get excited for Payday 3. So that looks good. Another yeah. game that looks good. Another game that actually looks better from the creators of D'Esta and Everybody's Gone to the Rapture still wakes the deep. Um, Because of my current love of game that you contend to dredge, anything, any sort of nautical horror has my attention this looks good and when i saw this i'm like yeah, gonna be i was like i was like the trailer ended and i was like that yeah, yeah it's a car and i was video game right there Karen, you're a man of the sea <laughs> you're a sea i man. um i like the chinese room they make good stuff they made my least favorite amnesia game but i do like dear Esper and everybody's gone for rapture uh i wasn't sure like, when the trailer first started and i was like okay chinese room at least like walking simulator because that's sort of their bread and butter but when it started leaning more into the horror stuff i was like i'm listening like because let's be honest like oil rigs in the middle of the ocean already deeply unsettling to look at like Uh, i don't want to be on one of those (laughs) just in the middle of the ocean no (laughs) i have a thing for games media just movies anything in general where you are trapped on a vast metal Mm -hmm. vessel in the middle of an ocean it is Awful. absolutely terrifying and just completely, oh man, terrifying. There's a movie from like 19 something, 1999 or something called Virus, which encapsulates my entire fear of all of this shit. All right. Shit, it's terrible. You know what movie I thought you were about to say? Oh, I thought you'd be like, going to be like, I'm going to mention this film, but nobody's heard of it. I thought you were saying Titanic. I'm like, buddy. <laughs> For some reason, my mind went to Deep Blue Sea. My mind went to Deep Blue Sea. I don't know why. That too. Oh my but, God. Yeah. Keelan, we haven't spoken about it. Have you played Dredge? I haven't played Dredge, no. Okay, please do yourself a favor. That is that is a Keelan ass game. Fucking awesome. Very demos, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Play, but okay, for you, Jesse, I will. I've never thought. I sometimes think you're wrong, but this isn't one of those it's, occasions. It's not. This is genuinely on my game of the year. Contained. And it's not overly long either. Like, it's it's a relatively no. tight the experience. The DLC comes out soon. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's getting, that, getting updates. I, I gathered. That's why I was like, yeah, that, that, that'll be the thing to get pushed across <laughs> the line. Yeah. The important, the yeah. important bit. Um, another game I may jump back into soon. I know Cyberpunk 2077 yeah. Phantom yep. Liberty, the I'm DLC that CD Projekt Red have been talking about for a while now. Oh. Okay. I need to just lay this out there. It's not quite a No Man's Sky situation where the game has become phenomenal, but Cyberpunk is a vastly different game to what it was at release. It is a it is a functional game now, and I know a lot of people who still play it a fair bit, and they said no, it it's fun now. This is this is what I wanted from it. I think that Phantom Liberty is going to be a nice re jumping in point. Um, mainly, I mean Keanu Reeves is back, but also Idris Elba. Idris Elba is the goddamn man. Mm. Hell yeah. This looks mad, and there is a boss fight in it that looks sick. You versus a big, like, security crab thing. Not the one from Final Fantasy, which I hated, but <laughs> like, it's like a building come to life. Again, not the one from Final Fantasy VII. But you get to fight this big laser spider. 
I don't know. This looks cool, and I think I'm about to get back into Night City. Mm. I'm in on this DLC. It looks sick. <laughs> it does. And from what I saw online uh, when I was looking into it is there are a lot more updates coming along with this and what's yes. thrown that will be fixing and updating and reworking a lot of the base game elements. Things like the police system will be reworked. Some of the mission structures will be changed. Uh, some of the interactions and stuff that you can have, you can do things like hack cars, shit like that. That's all being included in this. So it seems like it's, as you said, Jesse, the perfect jump back in point. Uh, have have you in. guys finished the Cyberpunk 2077, like the, the base game? No. Kieran, I, I hate myself, but not that much. <laughs> I couldn't do I'm it. Towards the I couldn't end. do it. I I, I did finish it um, earlier this year after all the updates and everything and cross-save and all of that stuff. And it's kind of phenomenal, not for the main story, but for the side missions, just like Witcher 3. Just like the Witcher, just yeah. The, the, little, yeah. the little stories yeah. that were told, just absolutely incredible and unforgettable. That's what killed me about it when it, when it first launched. And I really, I think maybe when this game comes out, I want to do a kind of a Return to Night City episode where we talk about... The, the changes in this game. You guys know me with No Man's Sky. I love a redemption story. I absolutely adore them. Um, I'm, but with, with Cyberpunk, when I first played it, that's what was missing. The main story I didn't give a shit about. I wanted, I needed some heart in the side quest. And like, like The Witcher had, because The Witcher has some of the most memorable side quests of all time. Cyberpunk's ones fell flat. And I guess it does show, and I mean, we'll talk probably, when we talk about Starfield, we'll talk about Fallout 76 a little bit. Um... A lot of developers kind of forget that it isn't often the main premise of a game, the main storyline that people care about. It's the world that is created via side quest. I'm, <sighs> I'm, I, I, I was so hard in on Cyberpunk in the lead up to it. Like I was like watching the Night City wires. I was all about it. Like fucking every time. Fucking Samurai would put out a new track. I'd be like listening to that one because it was from Cyberpunk and two because it was basically a new EP from Refused, which was fucking Refused. sick. I feel like you and I bonded a lot over yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's, and uh, I'm too scared now after everything that happened. I know I've heard that it's it's nervous. a different game. I have. I'm just. I'm so. I actually like because I bought like I had like a fucking. Samurai who are uh, like crew neck sweater and stuff and like hats and shit. I was like ready to go. Um, I when we moved house, I actually think I donated a whole bunch of that. Um, I'm just I can't I, I can't get excited for it. Um, and I, I'm finding myself hard That's to fair. get to go back to it. Um, which sucks because it seems again, it's just it, it was it, 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 I wanted it to be so. Like my game, like I wanted that to be like something that I just like loved so much, and um, and for it to be, I tried to like it too. I remember playing like fucking base PS4 version of that game at launch, and Ooh. like still just being like, mm. it's just a little airborne. It's still good. It's still good. It's like so good. that's so that was my whole like for like two weeks, <laughs> and then someone just being like, forget it, Joel. It's gone. I go, well, I know. Um, so. Anytime Cyberpunk gets mentioned, I just forget it, Joel. It's Night City. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, yeah, I find myself struggling to get excited for it, which I'll circle back on that again later as well. Yes. 
Speaking of games I've struggled to ever get excited about, the Elder Scrolls Online Necrom uh, expansion is coming out soon. Uh, cool. Moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know anyone's playing it, but hey, they continue to support it. Fantastic. Another game that continues to get support to Bethesda's credit at this point. Fallout 76. Uh, we're going to Atlantic City, baby. I watched recently. I, I've become addicted to um, Skill Up videos. Skill Up is like an Australian review channel. He was part of the Devolver Digital uh, three, which made me very, very happy. But he had a really, he has a really good breakdown of Fallout seventy six. Um, obviously, that game was fundamentally broken when it was released. Like the core concept didn't line up with the initial kind of values of the Fallout franchise, which meant it felt like a, a false product when it was released. It was such a disappointment. The DLC came out like six months to a year later, um, which fixed a lot of things. But it introduced things like NPCs, which weren't meant to be part of 76. It introduced like actual narrative-driven like story points, which weren't meant to be part of 76. They were the best parts. So it kind of highlighted how bad 76 was by showing you what it could have been. Mm-hmm. And this kind of goes back to my point earlier, saying um, that Cyberpunk 2077, the lack of well-put-together and thought-out side quests did damage the world-building. That's what happened with, with, with 76. However, since then, they have fixed a bunch of things. Some things are just too baked into, into Fallout 76 to work. Like, the combat just... That's in a live service game doesn't work. Doesn't work. It shouldn't be in it. And that's was put in place because Bethesda's shooting mechanics are garbage. And mm-hmm. that's was a crutch. And when they took it away, everyone realized, oh my god, like, games on the PS1 like had better shooting mechanics than this. This is her- abysmal. I want to be excited for, for for Atlantic City. I think it's a cool location to go to. We see some more creatures. But again, it just makes me wish for more, you know, a Fallout 5. No. Any yeah. anyone keen to jump back into 76? It just I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I'm I'd be that keen to jump into a Fallout 5. They'd have to like really convince me. Again, we'll circle back around on this when we a little bit later, I think. But yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with um, you there, man. Like, yeah, I'm. You, you've got to do something yeah, different. Four like, was such a disappointment in my book. Like, I mm-hmm. uh, don't get me. I, I after a few drinks, I can go on about Fallout Four four hours, and I have, and I apologize to <laughs> everyone at the NG Australia Christmas party a few years ago. Okay, <laughs> I gave my thoughts to everyone about that game for no yeah, particular reason. Don't apologize them. They deserved. To yeah, hear kind that. of. I don't work with anyone. I don't give a shit. Um. <laughs> Moving on to a game that, Simon, I know you're a big fan of, and this trailer made me very, very happy. Monkey Island is coming to Sea of Thieves in one of, one of the coolest crossovers I've seen. Yes. Monkey Island has so much yeah. fucking heart and, and like comedy and just joyousness. And Sea of Thieves is one of those games that I haven't... When I've played it, I've loved it, but I haven't gone to as much as other people. But seeing other people play it is incredible because it's such yeah. a healthy online community, which is a rarity nowadays. Seeing all this come together makes me really happy. Simon, as our Sea of Thieves captain, how are you feeling? Look, I'm pretty keen for this because the last, I think, sort of big crossover that I played was with Pirates of the Caribbean. And that was a sort of self-encapsulated story uh, that you could just sort of activate from any of the major outposts. And that was so much fun. This looks to be more of the same in the best way, in the sense that it's just a thing you set off and you you go for it and you have this 
what looks to be incredible adventure. This looks so fun. And that's the thing that I think Sea of Thieves does fantastically, is you can make your own fun in different ways. And then when it guides you to doing something, it doesn't force you. It isn't like, no, you have to do these very specific things. It's just, here's what I want you to do. And you go, yeah, all right, I'll do that. That seems fun. I wonder if I can throw an explosive barrel at the wall. Oh, I can. And everything's broken. Don't you like, I love that Simon's both of his examples of I'm, playing a game like that is like throwing throwing an explosive at something you shouldn't throw an explosive at <laughs> Yep, it is. But I've got explosives on the mind today. Um, but yeah, it just it just looks so good. And the scripted parts that happened in the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean bit were really fun and felt really cool to be involved with. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm so looking. Question forward. without notice, for everyone: What seafaring? Uh, you know, story. Do you want to see crossover with um, Sea of Thieves? Ooh. Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> this little known movie that no one else has heard. Yeah, of. Costner's Water. I honestly don't know. Water oh, was oh, sick. Shit, yeah. I have a I serious won. answer, which is Dredge. Um, I also have an answer to piss of Joel, which is Avatar 2 The Way of Water. Incident, oh my incident god. Now. I want Treasure Planet. Oh, the Disney movie Ooh. that should have been okay. better than it, it should have been yeah. bigger than it was. Oh, from, from downtown Simon. Movie and good call. Correct. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> well done. You've won the podcast. Actually, actually while you're on that topic, why not do Atlantis as well? I was just thinking mm. Atlantis as well because mm. both of those movies deserved so much better recognition. Yeah. They're both amazing. I watched them for the first time recently, like in lockdown, and I was like, "These are fucking good movies. These are great. Yeah, really enjoyed them." Um, I'm not even sure if we should talk about this next game because it'll probably be cancelled before it comes out on August 10th. Um, Overwatch (laughs) Two Invasion is coming, which is some weeks after they said, uh, "Remember we made Overwatch Two? Yeah, lol jokes." It's not that yeah, anymore. Look about that. Um, all the- what a rescue effort they're yeah. doing. But this is even, like, like, what is this? Was there a memo that doesn't go through the team who was developing this and being like, hey, we're not doing it anymore? It's like, oh, shit. No, there was... What is happening? That, there's a, a great interview with Tamur Hussein from GameSpot um, that does... They do talk about a lot of these reworks and changes. So a lot of the stuff that was already done in terms of, like, the the, the hero missions thing... They are sort of going to be piecemealing out in these seasons, um, is what it seems. I will say this: that trailer it sparked a little bit in me, and I was like, oh. "But you know, but Joel, you know why though? It was because they had the, the stuff that we wanted, which was the characters yeah. talking, doing story missions, and yes, it, I know it said story missions are coming, but my." My bar for what that will be at this point is so Did low. This it's like, like on the floor. If this is the case of hey, we're announcing that we're not going to do this, but here are the bits we've already done. That is such a slap in the face because it's like, this is what you could have had because this looks good. I will say that mm, the trailer does. kind of underwhelmed me because Blizzard does stunning. The Overwatch cutscenes mm-hmm. are some of the best in the game. Blizzard does some of the best cutscenes, we'll, we'll see. And this didn't have that level of polish. Before, it must. felt like this was rushed out. We've got, we've got it. Just put it out there, just to ease some of the tension. But this, everyone's watched this and been like, "What? What are you doing? What is this?" I, I, yeah, I think, I think part of the problem as well is that Overwatch Two is just as an as an entity completely marred 
by terrible decisions, terrible marketing, terrible communication, just in general. It is just shit all around. The fact that Overwatch 2, like, stuff like Overwatch 2 is a footnote in this showcase shows how far the game's fallen, because Overwatch is a a great game. It It is super fun. It was super popular. And again, this is just the way I see it. Overwatch 2 was announced as a knee-jerk reaction to all that bullshit that happened a few years ago. They needed to fix up their public image. And then they're like, oh shit, we've just put the number 2 after Overwatch. What does that even mean? Uh, (laughs) Well, it means that they added the Mexico filter to half of the maps and removed one player from, well, sorry, one player from each side. Each side. From being able which to play. Does, so, which does, the gonna, balance does cool. work. Which they've, yeah. I was going to say, does, like, they sh- showing the game, they showed all the stuff that was, like, good about the game, but just, like, very quietly not mentioning, you know, only forget the battle pass. Don't forget yeah. to get a battle pass. They should have just done it, like, Fortnite Do you want skins? It? Better get a battle pass. And <laughs> had chapters, because that would have worked, and it would have been, I you would have continued to have the same I think that, uh, core group. Again, from reading that, that interview with Timur, I think that's what they're going for. They're just not doing a good job at marketing it. Um, I, it no, seems it, to be that's what they're going for with this seasonal um, thing. But, yeah. Like, as every time I see more from, like, Overwatch 2, I can just see Bungie sitting over the side being like, thank Christ we got out of that mess. Because mm, <laughs> mm. otherwise we would have had a Destiny 3 by this point, even though we yeah. didn't really need a Destiny 3. I like, wish- this could have just been Overwatch. Could have just been Overwatch. <laughs> I feel like Blizzard had put all of their, like, Skill points recently, they've changed them all over to PR announcements, being like, um, we are so sorry for our behavior, rather than actual announcements for games and being like, hey, we're changing this and these are the reasons. Because, like, I haven't seen the Tamora well, interview. A fucking problem. Why well, I haven't seen the Tamora interview. It's a, it's a good but article, I, yeah. I shouldn't have to to understand where one of the biggest games in the world is going. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. And, and you know if what? it happens. It's, it's infuriating because Diablo 4 is amazing. <laughs> it's really good. And then oh, you yeah. see them if fumbling with Overwatch 2, which is like, what the hell? If you want to pay $40 for fucking horse armor. Can't believe I would they just brought say, fucking horse armor. What the I would fuck? say just don't do that is my advice. Well, obviously, but I mean, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was... Anywho. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> that was the core... Um, Xbox Microsoft showcase, um, which I thought was one of the one of the best showcases I've seen in years. Before we get into the second um, part, which which is Starfield, Tuppy Head Game of the Show, which isn't Starfield. <laughs> For me, I think it is avowed like that or Fable because Fable, Richard Ayoade, I love it. I'm here, I. Killing? I don't know. Between those two. Uh, Flight Sim really stood out to me in the show. Just wow. Joel? Uh, Star Wars Outlaws, just because it, I didn't expect it to see it here or see it this, like, anytime soon. And it got me pretty excited. So, yeah. And Kyron? I mean, clearly a metaphor. Like, aside from the reasons I was excited to see it, having those two Atlas games leak was just like, oh, okay, when we got to those logos, it was fine. But when, when there was a third Atlas logo, I was like, well, this is, this wasn't in the league. What the fuck is going on here? It did throw me. I was like, look, I didn't pay too much I was attention like, what? to that league, but, um, As for me, I lied to you all. It can be Starfield because my game of the show was a fucking Starfield. It looks so good. We got 45 minutes 
of Todd ha Howard and all of his magnificent friends talking all sorts of bullshit about this game. Microsoft rarely do deep dives like this on games, but they know that this There's needs to fucking pop. This needs to be big. And for what they've shown us, I think it has the potential to be like the game. <laughs> the game that Phil Spencer wants and <laughs> needs to keep his job, maybe. Um, I, I wouldn't go that far. But that, this is what Microsoft desperately, desperately need. I didn't even know how we're going to go about this because there was so much shown off. Let's start from the start. We get to see um, the general premise of like exploring galaxies. We've known for a while thousands of planets and we've definitely spoken about our feelings on that coming from Bethesda who have burnt us before but also made some of the most important games ever made. They, they yeah, there's a lot of room between their best and the worst with Bethesda. They did confirm that most of these planets are just resource dumps, uh, procedurally generated resource dumps at that. And then there are some more crafted ones um, with major hub cities such as uh, New Atlantis, which looks stunning. What did you guys think of, of that? The actual world we'll be playing within the worlds. Hey. It gave me, I don't know if it's a thing, but time anxiety. Like, where I was just like, I, I've been struggling to try and find time to play fucking Tears of the Kingdom. They're just like, this is the infinite fucking universe you can explore. And I'm like, I don't have any time for that. Like, that's, that's where I'm at at the moment. But I don't know. It's cool. It's exciting for the people who do have that time. To, to explore and, and and fuck around in it. But the, the scope of this game is, it, it is daunting. On paper, it is very yeah, um, impressive as well. But what I like about this, because I agree, if this is a game where you have to explore a thousand planets to get it, then no thank you. When they explained how important side quests are, and there'd be, you know, like when you think of Fallout games, again, Oh, so not not flight. When you think of like like Skyrim, who the fuck finished the main quest? The main quest is stupid. Why would you call the hey, mountain a I, mountain the throat of the world? Grow up. Hey, I do you know do you know why I finished the main quest? Because I did all the other side quests and I did it purely so I could get to that last encounter and like I could pick what he would he would like refer to me as. I'm like, well, which of my many my many things will he my recognize? Many titles. <laughs> you turn because all of my I've been a busy man. <laughs> you turned the last fight into a dick measuring contest, Kyron. Well done. <laughs> Pretty much. And I won. <laughs> Suck it, yeah, stupid look, dragon. <laughs> to be fair, I did something similar as well because also just the fact that you go to. The afterlife and uh, spoilers, yeah. by the way, for spoilers, Skyrim, I guess. Uh, for Skyrim, you had your time. <laughs> hey guys, I don't want <laughs> to Skyrim for those who give a shit. Kieran, I apologize. Uh, just to spoil the ending of Titanic, it does sink. <laughs> Kieran, there was an accident. Okay, there was an iceberg involved. That's all I know at this point. So long as Leonardo DiCaprio lived, I'm cool. <laughs> I have terrible news no. for you, buddy. <laughs> there was room on that door, but okay, let's look at this. It was definitely back room. to Starfield. What I like is, it's it basically, look, if you have time, basically, to finish the main quest, cool, and you'll enjoy it, and a few of the people did say the ending is quite good, but wait, we'll see what passes. But it's oh, about yeah. the side quest. It's about the side quest and things like that. Like, you, you go on your own journey. What I like about, uh, like, No Man's Sky is I can just pick that up and just do my thing. A bit, a bit of a different 
game when it comes to you know i'm creating my own sort of better narrative in my head um like my own like head cannon as i'm playing things because that's what works really well with that game the main quest i think who cares i don't care about main quests in games anymore unless that's they have to be very very good for me to care and lately no game has been that good in its main story i'm not doing the fucking main story in zelda i don't really Hey? It's really good. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I'm trying. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm sure. Look, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just. Saying I don't care about it compared to. Hey, these these great fairies want to hear a band. Like I love that, Jesse. Hundred uh, percent. I'm right there with you about Zelda, and it's the same with um with Starfield. Um, the whole point of these Bethesda games is that you can go out and you can craft your own little narrative in in the world. Um, and it's not necessarily b- because you're doing side quests. It's just because you're doing something in the world and something fucking stupid happens because the game is built on a series of systems. And sometimes the systems fuck up and then something crazy happens and you've got this great story that you can share with your friends. Now I've got a thousand worlds that I can find these great stories on. So I'm I'm keen for that. But yeah, like you said, Joe, also a little bit intimidated. It's fun. <laughs> That's that's actually the funny like side thing that Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, Breath of the Wild sort of taught me as well. But Tears has taught me just like because yeah, as much as I am loving the story, sometimes I'll just log in for like an hour and like climb a mountain, find two Korok seeds, and do a a shrine and go. That was fucking awesome. And then I'll just yeah. quit. I have Same. stopped saving Koroks. <laughs> I, I need this to be I known. But- Jesse, they trick me. I see a thing. I'm like, what if I touch that? And it's a Korok. I'm like, fuck. Oh, okay. It's a Korok. Finding those it's always a Korok. Fine. The little one's like, help me find my fucking friend. No, I'm not even. Have you tried to start killing them? I'm yet? not even crucifying them anymore. Okay. <laughs> I, I got bored of them after a while. Be- I tell you, you why. them to space. I tell you why I don't care about them anymore. Because of that fucking pervert that you give the seeds to who does his little dance. Okay. I am sick of how long that process can, takes and can how he can. It. He comes up to you and says, I can smell seed on you. Like, what are you talking about? He's the best. Put the maracas down and get the hell I love the new dance. You His would. New dance Simon, you would. I never nah, you perfect. You it's so fun. Nah, you, you are just cranking it. <laughs> Circling all the way back to I'll Bethesda, I wanted to go off something that, uh, <laughs> that Keelan mentioned, which I think is really important to talk about. Which is like you have all of these weird interactions, these fun little side stories and shit like that that just sort of happens to you. And I've played Skyrim many times across Xbox 360 and PC, many times. And there are still times when I'll play it for a couple of hours and I will f- stumble across something brand new that I've never seen before. And in fact, I found a follower who I didn't even know was in the goddamn game. And you just go on this fucking quest with her. And she's like, yeah, so my mum's gone a little bit mental and wants to turn into a hag raven. Can you help me kill her? And you're like, all right, let's fucking go. Let's do this. It was awesome. I had such a great time with it. And I I literally didn't know that she existed for years. And so, as Keelan said, which I think is the best bit, is like you get to have all of these little random things happen to you all over the place across all of the world. My only concern, however, is that a lot of the, well, I mean, we know that this is going to be the case, but a lot of these worlds are going to be very shallow and there isn't going to be that chance for interaction. You know, if it's a resource dump planet, then, well, is there even any point really in me landing there? 
is there something that I'm missing out on? Is there, a, I, you know, maybe a chance for a fun interaction, or is there not? I don't know. I kind of disagree with that, and that's what's surprising about this game. The systems they've given us, and we'll get into like the building systems there, look so good that they make me want to resource hunt to do them more. And then when you said you're not sure about hey, is there anything interactive on that planet? On the resource planets, no. And they're being quite open with that. No, these are resource heavy planets. You go there just to mine stuff. But the fact that there are actual like narrative character moments in space, you can dock with another ship when grandma's saying, hey, I've cooked something. Do you want to, do you want that, to just be friends? That's what I was going to bring up. Oh, that grandma. Yeah. Oh my this God. This game isn't like, just about combat or, or even exploration of space. It's about living in space. And there are some people who are just good, who want to just be friends. There are people who are doing their job on these massive fucking freighter thingies floating around. I, I did love, That's what I didn't expect. I did love, on that topic, I did love the perk you can have that, like, you have to give a bit of money to your parents is, like, the downside. But you that can go and visit so them and they are just super funny. supportive of you. And I'm like, that's yeah. fucking good. Okay. That's good. Let's get, that's good shit. I love it. Let's get into the perks. Finally, Bethesda parents. Let's get into the perks. So we saw the character customization stuff, which looks quite in depth. Um, but as you had with like other Bethesda games, like these special stats and everything like that, those things matter. In Starford, you pick your background. And the one they sort of drew in on the most, I guess, was, was a chef. You used to be a chef. And it will change some characters' lines, which as soon as that happened, one of my major fears in this game was allayed. Like, I'm fine with it now. When Toddly Howard came out a while ago and said, there's a trillion, kabillion lines of dialogue in this game. I'm like, like why? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's because there are so many unique lines dependent on your character. Okay. That makes things a lot more proportional. But being a chef means, you know, you, you were, like, good with knives and things like that. Um, and you could, like, t- talk. You had certain different uh, dialogue options. Great name for a podcast. Hey. With some the characters hey. just based on those sort of things. And then you've also got the other perks, which is like, you know, you get more money, but you have to go see your parents or whatever it was. There's one where you can start the game of as a, being a certain religion. And one of the guys is like, you know, I was playing it like that. I found a bunch of like space zealots who let me go because they're just like, hey, you're one of us. I love that. It means all of our play styles are going to be so different. Good. And I'm actually going to make myself in this game. The, and I've never done that before because I, I want to be in this game. Like, your robot even says your, your name when you go up to it. Oh, that must be nice. <laughs> Fucking it's, brag about it, why don't you? Um, it, it's worth, Captain McDonald. I will punch Todd Howard in the face. <laughs> it's worth noting um, that the traits are optional as well. You don't have to engage with that system. Oh. Yeah, yes. they did mention that it's, it's nice. optional. That You don't have to have them. And there are ways you... <laughs> I did like this in the tra- in the, this presentation as well because there was a reference to I have not played any of Sky- oh. Skyrim, but like oh my the adoring fan, the adoring oh, fan, the it's all great. Like, and, and then they were talking about the fact that you know there are I need every breath, every molecule. <laughs> they're like <laughs> there are ways that you can get rid of those traits, and it's like you on like a deserted planet with your. <laughs> Fucking adoring fan. He's like, hey, oh, I can't wait to explore this whole that- planet with you. And it's just you like going up behind them with a gun and then they cut to black. I'm like, that's very funny. That is unimaginative. All I ask is they let me have access to my airlock oh, yeah. on my ship. And then I'll go, hey, can you go check out check this thing in the airlock? 
I'm I'm jettisoning that man Can straight I into the Can I drag him space. along my spaceship? <laughs> <laughs> or like mount him at the front side with a whole train. Mount him. So the Adori fan is the Korok of Starfield. Yeah. I'm going to crucify <laughs> this thing. Honestly, oh, that is kind of what I'm expecting. I am going to use, and we'll get look. We'll get to the spaceship creation stuff because that's what I'm excited about. But I'm going to create um, the the atom from Evangelion, oh and I'm going to attach. I'm going to attach him to it. <laughs> Corks are in there. Have been all thrown off. This got real dark. <laughs> no, whatever. Um, I I like the fact that those options. Are optional, like the, the 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 classes, the perks, and stuff like that, because again, it does feed into that whole thing of here is a massive playground. You can do whatever you want it, but you don't have to do everything. If the if you if can I throw an explosive at a wall? Can if you want to. That seems to be my running. But thing you don't today. have to. Okay. If you don't want to do all the customer characterization stuff and get really deep in it, don't worry about it. If you don't want to do go all the resource planets, you don't have to. You can though, and I really, really like that. There's that but there's um, there's people like me who their dumb brains don't like. You have to. Yeah, unwind. I do. I am getting better at it. It's like, it's like yeah, Zelda told me to unlearn. Getting, Drinking like, told me to unlearn. Getting better at doing that, but like you know, oh, but I have to do everything. Oh, I need to like. Oh, I want to explore. I feel like I'm missing out on something. Um, I thought you were about to come. I might. I might be. <laughs> I might be. Here's another quarter of seed for you, Jesse. Oh, God. Oh, my Simon's going to put maracas outside dance. I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> Clean up an aisle, Joel. I'm putting myself I'm putting myself in my airlock and shooting myself in the space. <laughs> Every bad, molecule. Oh, <laughs> Moving on oh, no. to spaceships. Um... So there's some really, really in-depth spaceship creation stuff. We've seen Bethesda try and do creative shit with, like, base building. Boo. And it was... Boo. It was fine. Garbage. I didn't like it, but I saw what some people created and it looked incredible. But I think that has all been blown away with what No Man's Sky started doing with base building, which is mm. stunning. People are making goddamn civilizations. Very good. It's insane. Um, it's basically they're doing that, like doing the modular thing a lot better. It's, I mean, fucking like Tears of the Kingdom even does it, really. This is on a completely different scale. Oh, I didn't course. expect these ships to be so big. These are proper, like, you have a crew and they can live in this thing. There are rooms, there are facilities, there are massive warp drives. These are like behemoths. I love that in <laughs> when they were showing off, like, hey, you can make anything. One of my favorite people in the in the trailer, she's like, oh, I I create. All these spaceships that look like animals. This one I call the platypus because it has a big bill yeah, and a, awesome. big, like a lot, lot of junk in the trunk. Gee, that um, woman is unhinged, and I was so here for it because she oh, was the sandwich. The sandwich. Was that the sandwich? Yeah. sandwich, sandwich yeah, feed. And just yeah. um, yeah. I like take stuff from people. I was like, fucking good work. Uh, yeah. Just take the sandwich. I like how one of the ships that they made was Optimus Prime. Yeah, <laughs> and it just flies yeah. off. But it was like a really dodgy, sketchy, like. Wish.com Optimus Prime. I loved it. It was we it, it was we had that, Gundam that, at home. That's what it was. Yeah. It, that, that it really felt like they were tapping into that like tears of their kingdom, sort of like sh- shoddily put together, but hilarious. Like, get away, like, they put a dick on it as well. Like, let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Probably, yeah. People will do that. Have you Don't seen worry. speaking of Tears of the Kingdom? I know we keep going back to Tears of the Kingdom. 
I think in a few weeks' time, we need to do like a revisiting Hyrule sort of thing. Um, have you seen the Metal Gears that people have been making? God, yes, yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. They are the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. But that's the thing. Just briefly talking about the Optimus Prime one is that I was expecting it to do a Tears of the Kingdom and like lift off and then fly crash into something and blow up. I was ready for that, but didn't happen. It just took off straight vertically. And I'm like, I don't think no. that's how that works. It, but I like it anyway. Even with the spaceship building, it looks like there is a, a simplified version of doing it. So you can just be like, yeah. I want to upgrade engines. I want to upgrade fuselage. I want to upgrade living quarters. Or you can get to the nitty gritty and move things, resize them, customize each color. You can make whatever you want in this. I'm a sucker for any sort of vehicle customization in the game. I love space exploration in games. And I like, again, I think that's every second episode, the feeling of isolation in games. So if I'm making this whole craft that needs to sustain my character's life in the depths of space, you better believe I will do the boring ass bullshit of going resource hunting, which I never do in games. This is the one that's like, no, this the carrot at the end of the stick, I need to get it. I will do all this resource hunting. I I, I was shocked how much that, that tied me in. I was gonna talk about space, continue talking about space because I mean it is Starfield. Space combat is something that I didn't expect too much from. One of the things that has disappointed me in some of the narrative around this game is where Todd Howard came out and said, you can't fly out of an atmosphere on your own. I hate that so much. And I hate that because I so much. That really, that was my favorite moment of No Man's Sky. Even when it was broken and released, that is one of my all-time favorite um, gaming moments is breaking free of that planet. And it, it made me... When you can connect the vastness of space with that planet you were just on, you create this like awesome sense of scale. And I think that the game may miss that. And hopefully it's introduced, maybe patched in down the track, who knows? Um, but because of that, I actually didn't think they were gonna do much with flying at all. I was wrong. The Ooh. dog fighting in this looks legit. It's not bad. The whole um like point system, so you can put points into engine or into your thrusters or into your weapons, it's so like it's so Star Trek, like we've seen it in everything. Uh, it's I, it's also so Star Wars because Squadrons did that like two years ago as well on a si- uh, more simplified level. There's but there's- Joel, I I'm sorry, I don't I don't like Star Wars as much as you do. I'm not a super fan. Go fuck yourself. I'm bringing <laughs> up a good point here. Um, <laughs> he is. I have to give that. So it's, <laughs> you fucker. Let the hate flow through you. you. Absolute fucker. <laughs> um. Hey, Joel, I'm glad someone remembers Squadrons because I don't Squadrons, Squadrons, Squadrons slaps. It's, Squadron was sick. Yeah, nah. Squadron slaps. Um, nah. No, it's great. Joel, I apologize. Kyron, you're the bad guy. <laughs> Look, here's what all I wanted was to not be trapped in that stupid cockpit view. I was also, I, I, oh, I, granted, I played most of it in VR, but like, no, it's. No, fuck it, I flipped. Kyron, on your side, the cockpit view, cockpit view sucked. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> no, it was fine. Um, but yeah, like the point system was using that. It was only like you only had three things you could switch between. Yeah. But um, I saw that pop up and they were like, oh, we're doing this. River. And I'm like, okay, like you're, not, you're doing the Apple thing here where you're like, well, we've reinvented the wheel here and it's wheel 2.0. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But like, yeah, it is a good system. So it's good to see that them sort of expanding on it and, and utilizing that here because I think it works really well. It adds such a, a nice wrinkle to that combat because you have to think, like, are you going to try to evade them? Are you just going to try and get away from it? Are you trying to skip that sector? 
by using that warp drive of yours? How much sort of resources does that use? That balance is one that watching that gave me a rush. I I, I only, love that type of stuff. The only thing about the dogfighting that sort of put me off was the physics, because that's not how space works. But that's just me being a massive. Come on, okay. Because I know okay, that if doctor. it was if it was the way that space worked, it wouldn't be that fun. I know that. No, 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 no come on, come on, come on. That. Show me your it's thesis. Like, I, I'm full of prime energy, okay? And like the person who made <laughs> prime, I too am becoming a bit of a cunt here, okay? So show me your workings. <laughs> Did I... It also looked like they found a way to sort of incorporate, I guess, vats as well into their space combat for, like, targeting ship yeah. parts, which I like. Really, really um, interesting way to do that, because, yeah, there will be ships that you, you could take down just for, like, their shield modules or maybe they've got heavy weaponry. I wonder if you will come up against some of the bigger kind of battle freighters, battle cruiser kind of things I they've got. so. Because that would become a lot more effective. Like, you need to take them to the shields first, so you need to take them to the heavy weapons and yada, 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 and slowly break them down. What I did like is at the end of a fight, you can blow them up and just click resources, or you can be a monster, which I will be, you and you yep. can dock yeah. with them. And that feels like and such the sandwich. a power move. Like, not only the sandwich, just too- knocking down the door with a shotgun, just like, this is my ship now. Yeah, they were like, as soon as you board that ship and you clear it out and you take control of it, they're like, that gets added to your fucking garage. It's that's yours. your ship now. That's so yeah, cool. that's your ship now. As soon as I saw that was going to be in it, I knew I'd be doing it because I was one of those monsters in, um, it must have been, it may have been another one, but I remember Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, where it's like, hey, do you want to board that ship? Absolutely. I'm going on that ship and I'm killing everyone myself. I'm doing this and I'm looting them and I'm sinking them. Credit to Bethesda (laughs) for saying, if you want to become a space pirate, you can. And this is legit space piracy. Yep. Like, yeah. Like you're gonna sink them yeah, or you're I'm, gonna take I'm them. Down with and it. I am all about that. That that combat looks really cool. How about the um the general combat? Uh we've spoken we spoke about before, but there's the don't do shooting mechanics very well. This does look like looks okay. a looks step good. up, but the step up from pretty fucking low town. <laughs> so anything was going to be, you know, I, I have, it, I have it, tower defense games on my phone that have better shooting mechanics, but that's the games do. I think it looks serviceable. I don't think it's going to be, the combat isn't going to be the focus for this game. And, you know, if it is, it's going to be more so the space combat than it is going to be the on foot combat. Yeah. With that being said, though, they do it seem like they're offering quite a lot of variety so that you can, you know, you can focus on shotguns, or you can focus on um, electromagnetic weapons, which I thought yeah. was pretty cool. I love uh, the fact that you know, uh, energy the weapons, electromagnetic weapons, that stuff. every barrel has its own laser sight. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Sick. Yeah, I like that. Also, that a, a cool. bolt action rocket launcher is mentioned, which I need to see. Because yeah. they mentioned the electromagnetic weapons when they're talking about how gravity affects the game, um, which I'm a massive fan of. So obviously that, that will help with Regards to traverse, so if you see a tower in the distance, you may be able to jump there. Cool. But if you're fighting in zero G, and if you're using a weapon with actual like physical bullets coming out of it, ballistics, ballistics yeah, it pushes you backwards. Nice touch because I, I would like those environments to have, you know, um, things like fans and all sorts of like obstacles and stuff in the way. But then you can use those uh, electromagnetic weapons, and then there were just, I think there were just energy weapons as well. I think they were separate, those two. Yeah. Physics um, only yeah, matters in space a- when you're on a planet. What? Physics only matters in space when you're on a planet, not in space. 
like flying <laughs> around. Be, be not in space, though, at that point. You're on a planet, exactly. Joel. That's when physics matters. Don't drag us down, Joel. We love this game, okay? <laughs> you stay on Earth. <laughs> you stay on Earth, okay? <laughs> I, I'm really here with you. Like, I love the idea that um, you will be affected by sort of like the gravity and everything there. But ultimately, I just feel like the combat in this game, like it is in every other Bethesda game, is just a means to an end. 100%. Just yeah. moving you from yep. one yeah. interaction with a, a character to another. And it's sad about that. They had an opportunity to improve, but it's it's fine. It's a enough of a step up to make it not bad. I feel I feel like it's like too too long, like too far gone, too much Bethesda-ness yep. has happened already for them to have had the ability to refine combat into something a bit more deep mm. or meaningful. It's you know, it's probably not gonna be for another two, three big Bethesda games until we maybe sort of see some of that Microsoft and- input where they make combat fun. I- Good, because it's also like perk based and things like that. They don't want to make com like like combat combat the the be all end all. You need to be able to like yeah. as as I call it, or my partner called it, smooth your way through the game, where you can like talk your way through enemies and stuff like that. Those perks will help there. So if there are multiple ways to to kind of get through a situation, I don't mind that they aren't. You know, it isn't Destiny level gunplay. I, 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 I'm kind of fine with that. I don't want to use guns in this game anyway. I saw a dude running around just punching people. I want to do that. Just punch people. That's the thing. I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to do, I'm going to do a melee build. I'm going to run around with a fucking sword or something. Like, I'm going to play. Oh, yeah. Some of those weapons are Skyrim in space. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a big two-handed sword and I'm going to run around and charge people. That's going to be fun. Before we do wrap up, because look, we're going to have a lot more to say in Starfield in the coming months. When did it come out? Like, September? September. 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 Um, the sixth. Part of that will be the limited edition um, Starfield uh, pre-order bonus set, whatever. They want your money. You can get a, a a box and a watch, which I actually thought weren't too bad. The no. watch is pretty cool. I Yeah, if I was more excited about this, I would not buy it, but I would heavily do, consider do, it. Do you know how much it is? It's like 500 bucks. 500 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I was like, I was like, it's hey, essentially a hey. smartwatch, really. So, like, that's about that's smartwatch territory you, anyway. Here, here's how you look at it, right? So, it's 500 bucks and you get the smart, smartwatch. But if you're really excited for Starfield, that's $100 for each of the extra days you get early access to the game. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. That's 70% um, of a PSVR 2. <laughs> <laughs> But the uh, limited con- limited edition controller. controller and wireless headset. Oh, yeah. yeah. That controller is- That controller. I would say because in the I- top five additional like controller peripherals you can get for a console. I, I thought that was stunning. Mm. It was understated. It it felt like it was from the game. Uh, like even, even Todd, yeah. Todd was saying oh, yeah. they wanted to have that sort of like analog sort of vibe that a lot of- And look, we didn't even mention the art style of Starfield. Even if the game bombs, even if it runs well below the 30 frames per second, I won't mind because I'll be able to look at each thing for longer. The <laughs> art style of this is beautiful. That, like, they went with like a mixture of like NASA and punk. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this is so me. This, yeah, oh. that, that was a good choice. But sorry, back to the controller. I'm a big fan of that. It's pretty. We, we get, we, is anyone getting it? I am. But I don't have a current Xbox controller. 
And if I don't get the game on Xbox, I'm at the very least going to be picking up this controller. I've still got my Forza Horizon 5 one, my bright neon pink, blue, yellow. That's a nice one. That is really nice. So I don't need another one. But yeah, it is very nice controller. If I didn't have that, I would consider it. See yeah. that's why I that's why I might get it because I have been I've been considering buying a um an Xbox controller for my PC yeah, and this might be the one. Yeah, that's exactly my train of thought. Like I, I I normally use a Switch Pro controller for my PC, which is great, and I love the Switch Pro controller. But some games don't like the Switch Pro controller. They just I, I don't like the triggers. On I have to go buy new Joy-Cons oh. this weekend. Don't mention those controllers to me. Because <laughs> also oh, okay. Nintendo, All right. Nintendo, I know you're listening, you fucks. Okay, if you're yeah, going to put, waiting to see if they can DMCA us, we'll see some I'll assist. fucking fight them in a car park. I don't give a shit. Okay, <laughs> I've been to the Nintendo building in Tokyo. I was outside of it. I know where you live. Meet me in the car park, Nintendo. Okay, <laughs> give me 119 dollars because I had to buy new Joy Cons. And when I got the, I got the pink and green ones. Okay, because I don't have the grey ones anymore. And on the box. The green is like my favorite shade of green. It's like a forest green. But when you get it, it's the same color as this fucking prime drink. <laughs> okay. Poison green. <laughs> awful. The best. Oh, it's fucking awesome. On, on the note of being cautious about purchases, I would issue a word of warning with the uh, Starfield uh, watch and stuff, given how bad the Fallout 76 Sorry, I like the idea that collector's edition shit was. There's a game and watch and there's the watch and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the Fallout Four, um, the what is it? The Pip Boy. The Pip Boy. It was the Pip Boy ass. But this, yeah. this is a very different product. Like this is actually like hundred percent electronic piece of equipment. Yeah, straight from but the electronics boutique. Again, this one, you know, they they <laughs> promised you know a canvas bag with Fallout seventy six, whatever it was, and it wasn't. It was like shit. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So you know, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, be be cautious. Optimistic but cautious. Yep, everyone, to remember to get stuff. your uh, gaming financial advice from the guy who bought how many switches? Like seven, eight, three. three. <laughs> I, I, on that topic, though, being well played, <laughs> uh, optimistic but cautious. Uh, that's how I feel about Starfield, honestly. And I, it, it goes back to the the Cyberpunk conversation where I was so in on that, was so ready. I was like, this game's gonna be fucking great. I'm gonna live in Night City. It's gonna be the best thing, and like, sure, you could argue that that was me overhyping it for myself and things like that, but I just, I was genuinely wanting it to be a good game, and when it came out as the disaster that it was, I I was just so burnt by that, and I I think it's made me a little bit more cynical about these big AAA games that sort of try to promise the world, Um, and... I think the cynicism is healthy and deserved. Yeah. Look, if I I was looking at this, if I was thinking about this game like my brain knows i should be a lot more cynical about this game and the the odds of this game being what i want it to be are non-existent basically however on like a primal level this little showcase for it showed off what some of my favorite aspects of games in a way i've never seen them put together i genuinely think if this game lands as they put it which is a long shot this is a game of the year contender. This is the next Skyrim contender. If it is what they've said it is. Which again, mm. Bethesda's burnt us a lot lately. So, Joel, I think your cynicism is is correct. Yeah. I think it's the right way to look at this thing. 
but I can't help but be like sucked into this world. Keelan. I, I, re- I really want to echo what both of you are saying. Like, I'm the most cynical person when it comes to just video games in general. Nowadays, I've just so much bad has happened. But Starfield looks like it'll be something that I can take joy in discovering the little things again. And it's, and it's those little details that I just spotted throughout all of that gameplay showcase. It, it's small things. Like, there's a character who has a moko, which is like a, a traditional Maori tattoo on yes! his, uh, his face. Yeah. And he has an actual New Zealand accent to go alongside I I, that tattoo. I love that. It's little yeah. shit like that that makes the game feel like alive and worth exploring. And for that alone, that makes me excited for getting all of the, the shipbuilding and the combat and the exploration. Will um. We'll definitely do a bit more of a deeper dive in the game close to the end, but we are just shy of two hours, so we'll, we'll wrap up here. Um, right, thanks for joining in. That was a good one. Fun. Also, that was hey, great. Xbox. Thank you, guys. Well done. Phil, Sarah, well done. Pat. Yeah, solid, solid eight out of ten. Our regards to the teams. Say, hey, the story mode gaming crew, eight out of ten. <laughs> okay. Apart from Activision Blizzard. That's a different thing. Anyway. You guys can go away. If you want to hear more of whatever this is and was, we're on Spotify, iTunes, all good podcasting platforms, even some of the bad ones. So subscribe and leave us a review. Those reviews help us out more than you can imagine. While you're there, if you do want to listen to our more game-centric show, Dialogue Options, hosted by the lovely Karen and Joel, with deeper dives into into games, uh, I think we'll be looking a bit into the Final Fantasy 16 demo and whatever happens at the Ubisoft um, showcase. I'm not going to mention it because I think at this point Joel may slap. Um, and Capcom. Capcom as well. Hopefully something cool from Capcom. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Uh, so make sure you check out dialogue options as well. Of course, like and subscribe, reviews, all those things. You can, you can catch us at Stormer AUS if you're on the Twitters. Um, keep up with everything we're doing. We've got some uh, cool announcements coming down the pipeline. You can also catch most of us on. Twitter, I'm at Jesse Spanner. Simon? I'm at Cy41. Joel? You can find me at Jolly Mac. And Kyron? I am at Lemon Man X. And Keelan is still on the run from the police. <laughs> so he can't be on socials anymore. Um, but listeners, thank you so much for, for tuning in. Hope you had fun with us. I hope some of these games are very much on your radar. They're certainly on the radar for us. And we'll be... Uh, talking about them more in the weeks and months and it's Microsoft so probably years to come but with that go watch things go play games go do your thing be nice to each other be safe and we'll catch you next week bye 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 bye